Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of hypoparathyroidism found under the endocrine section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 35-year-old man presents to his surgeon for one-week follow-up of his thyroidectomy for thyroid neoplasm. He reports that his post-operative recovery is going well and denies any symptoms except some muscle cramping. His past medical history includes hypertension. On physical exam, there are spasms of his triceps with blood pressure cuff inflation and facial muscle contractions with tapping of the cheeks. Let's continue with an introduction to hypoparathyroidism. Clinically, it is defined as an acquired or genetic condition of decreased parathyroid hormone characterized by decreased calcium and normal or increased phosphate. With regards to the etiology, it is most commonly due to surgical excision or injury but it may also be due to an autoimmune destruction. In terms of the pathogenesis, we must first review the actions of parathyroid hormone. Remember that it causes increased bone resorption of calcium and phosphate, increased kidney reabsorption of calcium, decreased kidney reabsorption of phosphate, and increased kidney calcitriol production, and as well as causing increased serum calcium and decreased serum phosphate. Now remember the deficiency of parathyroid hormone causes a decrease in serum calcium and an increase in serum phosphate. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include symptoms of hypocalcemia, which may include tetany, as well as the Schwastek sign, which is contraction of the facial muscles with percussion of the facial nerve. Remember that contraction of the cheek equals Schwastek. Patients may also exhibit the Trousseau sign, which is carpal spasm with occlusion of the brachial artery with a blood pressure cuff. Remember that tricep spasm equals the Trousseau sign. In terms of other studies, diagnostic testing would include studies that demonstrate a decrease in calcium. However, remember to correct the calcium level with the albumin level. And other studies would include increased phosphate and a decrease or undetectable PTH level. And on ECG, one may note a prolonged QT interval. In terms of the differential, Make sure to think about pseudo-hypoparathyroidism, with distinguishing factors being that it will present with the same symptoms of hypocalcemia and hyperphosphatemia, but there will be an increase in serum PTH. And in terms of the diagnostic criteria, remember that this includes a decrease in serum calcium on two or more occasions separated by two or more weeks, and there should be a decrease or undetectable PTH level. And in terms of treatment, First-line options include intravenous calcium gluconate, which is indicated for symptomatic hypocalcemia or asymptomatic hypocalcemia that is less than 7.6 mg per deciliter. One can also use oral calcium carbonate, which is indicated for asymptomatic hypocalcemia that is greater than 7.6 mg per deciliter, or oral calcitriol, which is indicated for asymptomatic hypocalcemia that is also greater than 7.6 mg per deciliter. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to hypoparathyroidism, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 46-year-old woman presents to her primary care doctor to request a referral to ophthalmology. Her vision has been steadily declining over the past two years, and she thinks she needs a prescription for glasses. She further complains that her lips and feet feel numb. Her medical history is notable for medullary thyroid cancer, status post-total thyroidectomy. Her periods are regular. She enjoys a diverse diet and takes levothyroxine. 
Her blood pressure is 110 over 70, pulse is 80 beats per minute, and respirations are 12 breaths per minute. She is alert and oriented. Her pupils are equal, round, and reactive to light, but appear pacified. Extraocular movements are intact, albeit slow. Her visual acuity is decreased bilaterally. The remainder of her physical exam is unremarkable. Her basic metabolic panel demonstrates a sodium of 139, chloride of 100, potassium of 4.9, bicarbonate of 25, BUN of 10, glucose of 110, creatinine of 0.8, thyroid-stimulating hormone of 1.5, calcium of 7.0, phosphorus of 6.5, and albumin of 3.6. The patient's electrocardiogram demonstrates an increased QT interval. What is the most likely cause of this presentation? And the answer choices are, choice one, multiple endocrine neoplasia. Choice two, somatization. Choice three, iatrogenic hypothyroidism. Choice four, hyperkalemia. Or choice five, iatrogenic hypoparathyroidism. The best answer to this question is, choice five, iatrogenic hypoparathyroidism. This patient has true symptomatic hypocalcemia, secondary to surgical removal of all her parathyroid glands, that is, iatrogenic hypoparathyroidism. Thyroid surgery may mandate removal of parathyroid glands if there is evidence of malignant invasion. One parathyroid gland is enough to maintain eucalcemia, but accidental or intentional removal of all the glands is possible. Less common causes are autoimmune parathyroid destruction or parathyroid infiltration by disorders like sarcoidosis or Wilson's disease. Many patients are asymptomatic, but chronic hypocalcemia is associated with increased phosphate levels, prolonged QT interval, Parkinsonian signs, cataracts, and cognitive impairment. Severe acute hypocalcemia can present with tetany, papilledema, and seizures. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Multiple endocrine neoplasia is associated with medullary thyroid cancer, but this patient has no evidence of additional organ disease. Choice 2. This patient has a biological reason for her symptoms, so somatization is less likely. Choice 3. The patient is on levothyroxine with appropriate TSH levels. Hypothyroidism is not associated with QT prolongation. Choice 4. This patient is mildly hyperkalemic, but her symptoms and signs are not associated with hyperkalemia. Finally, a bullet summary. Iatrogenic hypoparathyroidism is the most common cause of hypocalcemia. That's all for this review about hypoparathyroidism. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on medbullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.